12.03. Still forced to have it. 12.03. McMonagle here with you on the fan. I should have known. I got to see Paul's beautiful face. I should have known it was midnight. And the music's all over the place. Here we go. What the hell happened out in Houston? What is going on, Nick fans? I know we're all pissed off. Let's get to it. 877-337-6666. I got you for five hours on our five-hour midnight ride until the warm-up show. Flegelman's back with me. We got Marco. The whole gang is back together. Uh, eventually, Paul will leave, and we'll be happier for it. I, I shouldn't have said that. You're lovely, Paul. I miss you. All right, let's go. What the hell happened? As the Knicks, and listen, I'm the, I'm the, I, I'm a little different. Like I was driving in listening to uh, Keith, who does a great job. I'm a little different than Keith. Keith is big on the, you know, the bogus NFL and the blaming of the referees. And God knows we can understand why we look around sports and how atrocious some of the officiating is. And I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, the ability to see every stinking call and the amount of replays and all the different things we're able to get. Let me just say something. I'm one of the last people who actually will will you know start a show with this team got jobbed our team got screwed look well it's hard not to do it today because the New York Knicks who are absolutely battling and that's what's the most frustrating to me is right now they they are completely depleted right Hartenstein now is dealing with a, a sore Achilles. You're obviously li- missing Ananobi while he's dealing with a, the elbow issue. Randall's not here. The team has lost two games in a row, and they're absolutely battling in this game. They get out there ice cold to start the first half. Nothing's going in. I mean, the additions, and this is like the, like the, the additions that they've made to the team so far in Bogdanovich, uh, and Burks have not nearly hit the ground running the way the Ananobi trade has gone. Like, it's, it's you know, especially the beginning of this game, Bogdanovich couldn't hit the, the water off a boat. Like, he's been ice cold to start. Brooks has been hit or miss. He scored a bunch of points at the end of the game the other night. But for the most part, he struggled since being here. Now, again, it's two games. But my point is, is that the Ananobi trade immediately transformed the team, and they had Randall on the floor, and they just took off. And right now, they are battling. And right now, the superstar of this team, Right, The superstar Brunson, who we've debated forever whether or not he's a legitimate superstar, whether or not he's a number one on a championship team. Is he emerging to be a top five player? Do you need a top five player to win a championship? And as we all have those debates, I think the referees just answered their vote on the subject because they do not treat Brunson as a superstar in this league. Plain and simple. You watch the game. It wasn't just the final play, which we'll get to, and it's absolutely atrocious. Watch the game. He has contact left and right in this game. There are no calls. He is not treated like a superstar at all. And this game was 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 called liberally. It was called loose. There were hardly any, I mean, and, and the foul discrepancy. But they let this team play rough. They let Houston play rough. This game was played that way. The entire game. No calls for Rant, no calls for Brunson. Uh, the DiVincenzo play, which is oddly reminiscent of what happens at the end of the game, where they get a foul taken away. It's called an offensive foul at the end of the half. Uh, Tibbs gets his first technical foul of the entire season, arguing that call. But that's how the game's been officiated. Now, if you look at it overall, Houston is one of the more penalized teams in the sport. 
Houston's the only two other teams in the league. They're the third most. They commit the third most fouls in the NBA. The Knicks commit the third fewest. So you've got a high foul team against a low foul team, and yet the discrepancy is 33 to 12 when it comes to foul shots. 33 to 12. The New York Knicks took 12 foul shots. The Houston Rockets took 33. 33. This is more than just the end of the game. Now, look, I get it. Right? They, 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 you know, that, it's not just that. Sometimes that happens on nights. And right now the Knicks are struggling. But they battled their ass off to get back into this game. They go on a run in the third quarter. The Rockets answer back, you know, bring it back up to a, a nine-point game. They battle back. They get it 69-69. Uh, Brunson misses the foul shot that could have given them the lead for the first time since, what, 16-15 earlier in the game. They're battling. They come back. The Rockets bounce back. They hit big threes in the game. You know, they left uh, uh, Hol- uh, not uh, yeah. They, Hol- Holiday's hitting three-pointers all over the place. What do you have? Uh, seven three-pointers. Uh, excuse me. Two three-pointers made. Seven for 14 from the floor. Brooks has six. Brooks is hitting three-pointers all over the place. Brooks Brooks is six of seven from three-point land. They battle back. They take a nine-point lead, and the Knicks come back again. And finally, Bogdanovich scores nine of his 15 points in the fourth quarter and starts to hit some shots. They battle back, and then Brunson doing what Brunson does. And when this game was 16-point, when this was a 16-point deficit, and I was thinking about heading in to come to work. Like, I'm thinking to myself, all right, listen, this is where Brunson has to step up. We want to make him a superstar. We want to talk about him as being like this, this you know, leader of this team and, you know, the owner of the city over Aaron Judge as the baseball season's about to get started. He's the biggest name. He's the guy everyone will fall in love with. He's the now the leader of this city. While these guys are out, while no Ananobi, while out without Randall, He's going to have to figure out a way to get this group that has the two additions that are going to need to fit in, and it's taking some time, unlike the Ananobi trade. He is going to have to step up and find ways to win these games because while these guys are out, they are going to have to still figure out a way to stem the tide. Like, no one expects them to play the same level and go on the same winning streak and win 16 and 19 the way they did when they were fully healthy at the start of the year once Ananobi came here. No one's expecting that, Ananobi. No one's expecting that. But you still got to stem the tide. You have to limit, you know, three-game losing streaks. And that was my thought process as as it felt like they were about to get blown out by the Houston Rockets. Instead, he does exactly what I want him to do. Instead, he battles back. He comes through, and he hits the last, you know, with eight seconds left, hits the pullback jumper to tie the game. And then they play defense on the final possession. And Achua, who's been great for this team, Achua had another big-time game, 17 rebounds without uh, Hartenstein being there. Achua has come in and been an enormous piece. A throw-in in the Ananobi trade has been an absolute beast for them. 17 boards in this game. Nine offensive rebounds. Scores eight points as a plus three, and he comes through with the defensive play, swats the ball away. We're headed to overtime. Instead, Holiday gets a picks up the ball seven, eight feet behind the three-point line and throws up a Hail Mary, and the slightest bit of contact draws a foul from Brunson. And you've all, I'm sure you've all seen it. If you haven't, it's, a, it's an absolute last-second heave that it has to be an egregious foul to get that call. I'm sorry. I, we've watched the NBA forever. We've watched the NBA forever. You cannot tell me that the NBA, the commissioner, whoever else, head of officiating, whoever else, 
can watch that game and say, we want to decide basketball games based on minimal contact on last second, lucky heaves, trying to send the t- uh, to, to have a team, the victory and avoid overtime. You cannot tell me that's what the NBA wants. You cannot tell me that call is in the spirit of NBA basketball. That is an absolute atrocious call at the end of the game. And we don't have to get into conspiracy theories and who they want to win and whatever the case may be. I just think that he thinks he's calling it by the letter of the law. And a foul with five minutes in the game, five minutes into the first quarter, is the same in the last second. And clearly, it's freaking not. That decides the game. Brunson goes straight up. And if you look into it, it it's it's similar to the to the issue about DiVincenzo, where you could argue the contact come from, comes from Holiday when he lifts his leg up. The Knicks are fighting for their lives right now. I know they built a cushion. I know they're more than 10 games above 500, as they are now 33 and 21. But this is their third game in a row, and they need the freaking all-star break more than almost any team in the NBA. They've got one more game against Atlanta before the break, and God knows they need it. But this team is in battle mode right now. This team is completely depleted. This team's got Brunson trying to carry them on his back, and he hits the game-tying shot. They play excellent defense, and the game was given away because of a uh, ticky-tack, barely any contact foul at the end of the game where it should never have been called. And that, I'm sorry, Brunson is too good a player to not get the calls he didn't get all game long and then to be called on that foul at the end of the game. He is too good a damn player. And they rewarded the Houston Rockets and punished the New York Knicks for playing defense and hustling and getting up in his face instead of allowing a, a, a you know a last second heave there instead of getting in his face. It's it's unbelievable that call was made, and it goes further than that. When is Brunson going to be treated like a star in this league? Because the way the game was handled throughout the whole game. And that's the other thing. And and Tibbs said it, you know, everyone's much more, you know, nobody went out and killed the referees in the postgame, from what I heard. Tibbs, you know, Tibbs said, you know, you see it. You guys have seen the video. You've seen it. When asked about if it's a terrible call, he didn't want to go there. And then clearly Brunson was just like, great call, next question. So clearly they didn't want to say anything. But, I mean, I loved what Tibbs said at at the end of the game. One, not not going crazy about it. But he said, we just want consistency. Sometimes it's going to be a, a, a ticky-tack kind of game where everything's called. Sometimes they're going to let it go. That's fine. Just keep it the same. And it felt like that was the case until the final call of the game. That's when they decided to get technical. And that's when they decided to get ticky-tack. When someone's throwing up a Hail Mary to keep the game from going to overtime. And Jalen Brunson, the star of the Knicks, goes straight up and has minimal contact with .3 seconds left in the game. I'm very rarely the guy who gets on and says, this team got job, this team got hosed, this team got screwed. The Knicks got all three. And it goes further than just the last second shot. Because Brunson is a star in this league, and Brunson is carrying the New York Knicks right now as they are struggling to keep themselves in the middle of of the pact in this Eastern Conference playoff scenario. And they are down Randall, and they are down Achua. I'm, excuse me, they are down Ananobi. 
They're down Hartenstein. And they're trying to keep afloat here. And he's going to the and he's going and Brunson's going to the basket and getting hammered with no calls. He hits a game tying shot and then he goes up and plays defense on a Hail Mary, you know, Eve, and he gets minimal contact called a foul to end the game. They gave three, three, three foul shots to end the game. It's just, it's a horrible call. It's a game the Knicks absolutely battle back. And look, they weren't great in this game. Early on, especially. And, and DiVincenzo's the only one. DiVincenzo hits early and then goes ice cold. I think he's three for three from his first three point attempts. And then he goes, he ends the game five for 14. So he went two for 11 after that. And sometimes they settle for three pointers. Early. They got back into the game in the third quarter going to the basket. But sometimes they settle for three too much. But still, Brunson drops 27 points and hits the game-tying shot. And the Houston Rockets are one of the most uh, commit more fouls than almost every team in the NBA. They're third in committing fouls. The Knicks are third and third best in committing fouls. And yet the it's 33-12 to 12 when it comes to foul shots. 33 to 12. The game was terribly officiated the entire game, culminating in one of the worst calls we have ever seen. And this Nick team, and, and to me, this is the worst part of it. They are absolutely fighting for their lives and their superstar, their one big player left, the one guy they're going to have to rely on night in and night out at least for the next three weeks did everything he could to battle this team back into contention and then hit a game-tying shot and then is called for an atrocious foul when he himself was getting battered around the rim all night long with minimal calls while the Rockets were getting you know put to the line all night long. That's what, what bothers me the most is how much they need these games and how hard they have to fight for them. And how much they have to overcome already, injury-wise, without having to overcome the referees. And the question from this game is, and like I said, I just tweeted it out, we can debate on whether or not Randall's a, uh, excuse me, Brunson's a superstar. And we can debate whether or not he's good enough to be a number one on a team that wins a championship. And we can debate if him and Randall are a good enough duo to win a championship. And we can debate exactly what kind of player he is in the NBA. But until the referees start treating him like one, it makes it a hell of a lot harder to call him one. And tonight, he was not treated as a star. Plain and simple. Now, I'm not saying you should get phantom calls. or We know how it is, though. He goes to the basket. He's allowed to get hit without, without any fear of getting a penalty. And then in the final moments, it's Brunson who gets called for a ticky-tack foul on a heave from Holiday in hopes of getting that BS call and and giving the Rockets a cheap win, which is exactly what the refs gave them. And they need to answer for this. And I don't care about the report tomorrow that's going to come out and say this or that. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's stupid. And then we can honestly talk about if we're going to have instant replay. This is the other discussion from it. Like, if you're going to have instant replay in this game, I understand where they were. They didn't have the ability to challenge the call. 
And I understand the ref- right now the referees aren't allowed to look at it. They were just allowed to look at the timing of it and whether or not it happened in regulation. But if we're going to have this technology, we're going to look at calls. How is that now? Like, we need to figure out a way where obvious plays like that that decide the game can be looked at no matter who has the ability to challenge or not. Like, I get this strategy to it. You give in some, you want to make, like, in all sports, you want to make sure you, you don't just waste them and then hope that the referees will bear you at the end of the game. But when you are talking about 0.3 seconds left and a foul that literally, if, can, if is called, wins the game, it decides the game. Somehow they need to find some sort of mechanism that can create last second look ins or something like that because this is a, it's just a, a terrible call. It's a terrible call. And the Knicks, who were fighting for their lives, were give, had a win or at least, you know, had a loss handed to them by the referee instead of the opponent. And that sucks. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you. So we'll open with the Knicks and the disgrace that was that call that ended the game and how they're absolutely jobbed as they're fighting for their lives here. And Randall, the one player left on this team right now, at doing everything he can, putting the team on his back, and trying to get them to the very least the all-star break here, still playing good basketball. And unfortunately, it's their third consecutive loss, and it's three out of five, or uh, four out of five, excuse me. And suddenly, knowing that Ananobi's not anywhere close, Brunson's not anywhere close, I mean, Randall's not anywhere close, and and Brunson right now has to carry this team through this tough stretch after the all-star break because the schedule doesn't get any easier. I mean, if you want to look at the schedule as they finish with Orlando in the, the you know, first half before heading to the All-Star break, they open up in Philadelphia and then home against the Boston Celtics. Then it, then they get the break with the Pistons, hopefully. But Pelicans, Warriors, Cavs, Hawks, Magic, Sixers, Sixers, and then they go on the West Coast. And hopefully, maybe by that West Coast trip uh, at the in the middle of next month, March 14th, maybe you could have Ananobi back. You're not going to have Randall back. But the point is, is this team, they built themselves a cushion with that excellent you know, basketball they played for a month and a half since, uh, since the Ananobi trade. They built themselves a cushion. But right now they're fighting for their lives and they're struggling and they had a game taken away from them. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. We'll come back, take your calls on that. We'll still get into some of the uh, Super Bowl stuff if you'd like. There's another angle I have to admit that Tiki brought up that I mentioned last night but didn't really get into as much as I'd like to today. So maybe we'll get back into the overtime rules a little bit if you guys are still nuts about that, how the Jets continue to embarrass themselves. And Flegelman texted me right at the end of my show. It would have been nice if he did it during my show. But there's a picture of someone I love very deeply who was hanging out at the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift. we got to get into that too. So 877 877- 337-6666. Igor gets a much-needed shutout. There's plenty to get to over the next four and a half hours. McMonagall with you on a five-hour midnight ride. 